Hello, I'm Jason. I live in Florida, and this is Domain Investing with Jason of Florida. I love learning about technology and domain investing. During the day, I'm a software tester for a company that provides software as a service to businesses of all sizes. At night, I'm a husband to a nurse, and I have uh, four growing boys. In this episode, I'm going to be talking about is there a problem with my podcast? And also, I'm going to give you an, a longer update. I realized I haven't been giving updates on my Amazon affiliate site. And then I'm going to break down the uh, Sweet 16 and Elite 8 of the Best Domain Registrar Challenge and talk about that for a bit. Then I'm going to touch on some uh, new domain acquisitions that I made. And I'm going to talk about a coping strategy I implemented to help me deal with uh, my rambunctious boys during COVID-19. That is interesting. All right. So uh, before I jump into the podcast, I want to tell you that 20 years ago was, was the best time to create an online business. Today is the second best day. If you're spinning up a new website and you need hosting, I can personally recommend SiteGround. Right now, they're offering three months of startup hosting for only 99 cents. They offer free email, SSL certs, you can transfer in a WordPress website or create a new one with the press of a button. They also offer auto-scalable cloud hosting, WooCommerce hosting, and much more. You can even register domain names there. They have an easy-to-use user interface, secured with two-factor authentication, which I recommend you set up. And when I use uh, their support staff via live chat, uh, which is my uh, choice of support, they do an amazing job. Um, I use SiteGround for a couple of my websites, and I personally highly recommend them. If you'd use my affiliate link, it's siteground.com forward slash go forward slash Jason of Florida. And I'll put that in my show notes if you're interested. And thank you for supporting my podcast. All right, so let's jump right into it. Update on my Amazon affiliate website. So back in uh, around Christmas break, I finally put in some extra work on a domain name that I bought in about over the summer of 2019. And uh, I'd Previously had a website on it, really wasn't much, it was just an idea, and then in the growing months, uh, going into winter, I thought I'm going to turn it into an affiliate website, and I did that uh, really with a heavy push around the Christmas break and into January, and finally about January, I don't know, 20th or something, I had 10 10 posts, which I worked really, really hard on. It took many hours, like six hours each, to write those posts. And since then, I haven't really touched it. I've just been hanging out with it. Now, I will tell you there was some breaking news in the last couple days where Amazon lowered their affiliate commissions, but I'm not even there. Right now, I'm at risk of losing the uh, Amazon affiliation uh, because I have not had my first three sales. Let me tell you, building a website from scratch is really hard. Uh, I monitor the traffic. Um, I used uh, I used the keyword golden ratio to 
create those first 10 articles and they are ranking and they are driving some traffic, but it's like three visits a day. It's very slow. I made some changes to those articles recently where I interlinked them. So, uh, for example, if I had check out, you know, XYZ at the bottom of that post, I would link all the related articles. Um, and that, that has helped. Uh, I got like three times as much traffic last week than I have in previous and I can see it start, start to pick up. Um, however, the problem is, is that it is a, like a, vo- a vacation destination type website. Um, it's seasonal, right? So right now it should be ramping up and I do see some increased searches in it. But the problem is we're all housebound by COVID-19, right? So um, here's my plans for the future of the website. If I lose my Amazon affiliate status, I lose it. I'm still going to continue working on the website. I think it's going. I think it's going to do well. Uh, I've got another means of monetization. I started writing a, an ebook a while back that is associated with the um, primary topic, the domain name, if you will, and uh, it was really hard. I had you know twenty thousand other things going on, so. I tried for a long time to find a ghostwriter. Tried and tried. I tried Upwork. Uh, I tried tweeting stuff out. I uh, tried talking to you know folks about it to say if you know anyone. The problem is I don't have a big budget, right? Um. So here's the deal. Like, so I tweeted it out one day. I'm looking for a ghostwriter. I'm going to pay a hundred dollars. Now, I had written and done the research. I'd went to some local libraries because, believe it or not, the information was not available online. So I went to local libraries. I did all the research online. I provide. I was like, hey, I will give $100 to anyone who can finish this, right? It's 100 bucks. So in response to that tweet, I probably got like 20 emails. And they were like, hey, give me more details. And do you know how many takers I had out of those? One. One. And let me talk about that for a moment. So the guy they ended up doing, listen, I realize a hundred bucks isn't a lot, but right now I see a lot of folks out of work. I see a lot of, a lot of folks who need money. Um, uh, but I see a lot of folks, quite frankly, not willing to work hard. And, you know, I'm paying as much as I can for this specific piece of work to be done. I think it's fair because I think it's probably five or six hours at most, probably less to a, uh, someone who's skilled at their job or skilled at writing. And most of these folks who, you know, they claim to be skilled at writing. So, you know, five hours, a hundred bucks, that's 20 bucks an hour. How much do you want to make? And, you know, I originally had it in my mind that I want, um, I want my ghostwriter to be stateside. That's important to me. I could not find a ghostwriter stateside. 20 bucks an hour. You know, like that's, that's extremely disappointing given, you know, given I feel like there's so many people in need, so many people out of work. This is an opportunity and people are passing it over because it's not enough. 
right? And, you know, so I had a conversation with my teenage son about this, who hurt, who helps me from time to time. No, he helps me weekly. But I talked to him kind of about the side projects I've got going on. And, you know, as a dad, one of the things I get to tell him is, like, we need to work harder in America, right? That's a failure a failure of American values. And, and granted, you know, my, my advertisements, my ads didn't have a wide, a sweeping, uh, audience. Right. But I felt like it was plenty enough and that's disappointing. It's disappointing. All right. So I kind of vented on that, didn't I? Listen, if you feel differently, if you think that how dare I offer $100 for five to six hours of work tax-free? If you think that's not enough, if you think my expectations... I had one one person respond and basically said, will I get credit for this? Uh, will my name be mentioned? And then my response was, it's ghostwriting by nature. Ghostwriting means you don't get credit. And then he seemed upset that he wasn't going to get credit. Anyways, listen, point is, and I guess that I'm new to trying to find folks. It's difficult. So let me tell you, I found a guy and he is great. He's not stateside. That's disappointing to me, folks. So you know what? If you know of anyone who wants to write some content, listen. And what I told this gentleman is right now, I can pay what I can pay. Right now, th- this website's not making me any money. It's all coming out of my pocket. I'm financing it. But as as the business grows, so are so we are opportunities, right? And you have to start somewhere with it. All right. So, secondly, Amazon affiliate site. I made some progress on another article. It needs editing. Um, if uh, my, so, my ghostwriter. Two days ago, sent me a copy. I haven't had a chance to review it yet. It's basically his first swing at it. Uh, Format-wise, it looks okay. I glanced over it. Um, But if he works out, and if he's interested in doing it more, then I might throw him a couple more articles because it's a time issue for me, right? I only have X amount of time, and I have to decide how I spend that time. All right. So my plan is, if I don't get Amazon sales... I'm going to pull out all the Amazon links and I'll throw up some, uh, I don't know if I'll put in Google AdSense. So I've got Google AdSense plugged in. It's just a matter. I'd have to go into my WordPress configuration and turn it on. Um, but I may go ahead and turn that on and then, uh, try to build it. I'm, I'm confident at this point it's going to work, but listen, building a website, it takes a long time takes a long time and i thought that in this particular neat niche i thought it was going to do well and i thought it would pick up quicker than it was because i had i had uh bought the website i don't know around may or something of 2019 in july i stood up uh some content and i thought and that that went on until december when i put in basically revamped the whole thing new uh new keywords, new content. And I guess when I did that, it kind of started me out at zero with Google. Um, so when I added the affiliate links, I fully expected it to take off higher than it did. Uh, the articles are doing pretty good. It's just, I think I over, uh, 
estimated the amount of traffic that might come. Number one. Number two, there are a couple of my articles, which I can't figure out. They have been de-indexed by Google. And I, I literally cannot find out a reason. I personally wrote those articles myself. They're, they're, they're number one above and beyond everything, uh, in that search term. I cannot figure out why they're de-indexed. So I may try to rework those articles and, and try to have Google index them. So, uh, I think eight of the, eight or nine of the 10 articles are, are indexed. They're working. One of them is not indexed and Google won't index it. I don't know why, but that's kind of my plan. I'm going to stick with it. I think that, you know, building a website in my mind, it's a long-term venture. One, two, three years, three years from now, two years from now, maybe it'll start to pick up some traction and that's my plan with it. So it's just a growing thing and it's fun and I'm going to keep with it and I want to work on other projects. So I may start as I'm able to kind of farming the workout for this. All right. So that was my affiliate website update. Let's jump right into the road to the final four. All right. So there's no basketball. There's no football. There's no baseball. Uh, COVID-19 has taken that all away. But there is the domain uh, registrar challenge. And right now, uh, the last that was updated uh, on the, my website right now, I've already got the Elite Eight updated. I've got the winners from the Elite Eight. Um, so we've got our final four set. So I'm going to go through the Sweet 16 right now. So let me jump on over here. I've got to pull up my reference material. I've got split screens and, and monitors everywhere trying to keep this information up to date. All right, so let's start here at the Sweet 16. First round, excuse me, I have the one seed GoDaddy going against OpenProvider.com. And this is the South Regional Sweet 16. So so GoDaddy has made some uh, big splashes. They've acquired Uniregistry and then Newstar's Registry Business. So they're making a big splash. Um, you know, everyone knows they're a big player. Uh, right now, in terms of auction, if you want to buy domains, you have to, you know, they kind of fee you to death a little bit at GoDaddy. Like, it's four ninety nine a year to participate in auctions. Okay, that's nothing. And then it's like, it's, you know, $9 a year to park a domain if you do something. I, I, I don't know if that's the exact price, but I know there's a fee. If you want privacy, then that's $9.99 a year, which, by the way, from I just read something the other day where that's going away and GoDaddy's going full private uh, for no charge, and uh, which was interesting to me because I have an article on my website where I talk about they gave me privacy for no reason and uh, they're, not, they're not charging me for it, and I called them because I didn't want it, and they said, sorry, we can't. Uh, because of the technical configuration, because they were doing some like UDRP um, testing or something. Well, anyways, I guess they rolled they're rolling that out to the rest of their customers. Um, so GoDaddy, getting back to GoDaddy, a lot of functionality, and in fact, today I you know I bought a recent, I bought a couple domains off Name Names Pro recently, uh, off a couple members there. 
and uh, they've transferred their websites to me and Man Alive. It is so incredibly bad. I tweeted out this morning at GoDaddy. I was pretty disappointed. Like I, I'd won an auction. I tried to bid using their mobile app, and I literally could not bid. It's an auction app. I literally could not do the one thing it was designed to do. Then this morning, I went to make some changes to some name servers of these uh, domains that I'd bought, and I could not get it to work. So I had to go to incognito mode, and it, I think technically I know what the issue might be, but man, that's incredibly frustrating. Then I went to incognito mode, and half the time the pages wouldn't render. They would not load. It was just a white page, so I had to refresh. It was crazy. All right, but let's get back at it, right? So GoDaddy, they're they're not the most affordable. They are not user friendly, but they have a a lot of um they do a lot of things for domainers. You know, they got parking, they got auctions, they got a marketplace. Um GoDaddy's a big deal. Everyone knows that. They do offer privacy currently, it's premium annual fee on a domain right now. Open provider open provider um uh, i went and i dug a little more on their on their website that their ceo has a cool um website and i've got a link to that in the article um and that you know having a connected plugged in ceo is going to help them um but what they open provider takes like a subscription route um, so basically you have to subscribe. So let me pull up their website. I mean, open providers, they have membership plans. They have like basic pro expert supreme plans. They're, they're affordable. You know, they start at 49, uh, euros per year, almost at pounds. That's shows how old we are, I think. All right. So 49 euros. Then I had to Google that. And the thing is, so you can select English right now. I'm selecting English on the website, but it doesn't localize, it localizes, or translate the words, but it does not change the the monetary value of things, so it's not fully localized, and that's a barrier for me, right? Uh, I have to see how much is 49 euros, and that was, so their lowest tier is 49, and then their highest tier is $9,999, so, excuse me, euros in dollars that's 50 currently $53 roughly to to uh, 10,900 and some dollars um they do offer at quote unquote at cost domain registrations once you're a member renewals and transfers the subscription what was interesting to me the subscription is it runs on a calendar year starting by January so if i sign up right now then uh, it backdates to January, so that means my membership is due again in January. So that's an interesting note. Um, who is privacy is offered? It's at fifty euro, or excuse me, zero point fifty cent euros. I don't know how to say that. Zero point five zero euros per year. So it's like I don't know thirty cents or something. Um, they do have an easy to follow guide for domain registration. I think it's a video. You should check that out. But listen, at the end of this game, Open Provider does not have a marketplace or marketplace integrations. GoDaddy integrates with um, Afternic, since they, you know, obviously own them. 
so at the end of the game, GoDaddy wins this one. They'll advance to the Elite Eight. Next game, name Silo, the seven seed versus the 11 seed Pork Bun. So, no, I put in the article, <laughs> and, and I don't know if I was just uh, brainwashed by the name Silo website. I said, this is a quote, name Silo currently offers among the best prices for .com registrations. Uh, so I look at it, I have a link, and you can click bulk discounts. They do offer bulk discounts, but it's like, it's $8.99, right? So that's not uh, the best prices, but it's decent for .com, for sure. Um, so on top of that, um, if you use domain parking, uh, they have they support that. Um, for me, parking is not relevant unless you own a domain that gets a lot of type-in traffic, and that has been, according to many domain investors, kind of a dying breed. Although some people are saying they're seeing an uptick of that recently with folks working from home and so forth. Um, what they do offer, cheap domains, easy registration. So when you go to sign up for them, they don't try to ping you on hosting and you know all their, the side things they want you to buy on top. Um, they do offer a domain link. So this was cool. Uh, I don't, I don't currently have any domains with the registrar, but they ever offer a thing. What did I just say? I currently don't have any domain names registered with name silo. That's what I meant to say. Uh, but they have this thing called domain link where you can basically list all your domains. Doesn't matter what registrars they use. Uh, so I thought that was neat. And there's a link to that. In the article, um, I use FD.com um, for my landing pages, and then it allows me to put in, um, you know, how much I paid for domains and how much I'm listing them for sale. Um, but that definitely could be a, a big bonus there. Um, I think this is the only registrar I've seen do that. Uh, Name Silo also offers a marketplace. So let's jump over to the 11 seed pork bun. They offer free privacy for all domain registrations. Uh, lots of TLDs. Their costs right now are average. So if I go over here, close out that one. So pork bun. So I don't see a price listed right now, but uh, it seemed like they were okay. Um, so I have a link. Let me click this guy real quick. Uh, okay, so .com is, I've got to scroll down, lots of TLDs. All right, here we go. .com right now, three per user, they're a sale. First year sale is $4.15. I think that's new since I looked at it last, so that's actually a really good deal. Um four dollars and fifteen cents for a dot com registration limit three per user. Um they do not have a marketplace or any other tools for domain investors and because of that name silo is gonna pull out the win and they're gonna advance to the Elite Eight. Next game we got Google.com and if you want to go to that register domain with Google it's domains google.com going against namespro.ca not to be confused with namepros.com all right so google one of the world's largest registrar they got uh more than four million active registrations 
They offer extremely uh, competitive pricing right now. The other day when I looked at them, they were eight ninety nine, uh, free privacy included. They offer a lot of integrations, obviously, uh, G Suite and hosting and and all that stuff. It, but in terms of investor centric integrations, they really don't exist. There's no like expired Google domains or anything like that. All right, so uh, Canadian registrar names pro. Uh, is is the lowest remaining seed, their 13 seed. Um, they beat one.com and crazy crazydomains.com to advance. Um, and what I like about uh, namespro.ca, in spite of their uh, kind of old design, right? It, it really is like out of the 90s. Um, they're very transparent. It's easy to see what you're getting with it. It's easy to see how much they're charging. They don't offer a lot of bells and whistles, but they're very clear and apparent about what they do offer. You don't, there's no guessing about what you're getting with them. And I appreciate that. Um, so, but let's just say this. They are, they do offer privacy. It's a one-time charge of $8.88 that covers all your domains. So that's kind of strike one. And then, um, it looks like right now .com is about $5 more per uh per register or per name, excuse me, <laughs> at namespro than Google. And um you know, really to me this was a close this was a close matchup. To me this was a triple overtime game. And I gave the nod to Google only because they're, uh, they offer the integrations. They have a slick UI. Um, and I wasn't familiar enough with like the support, although there is lots of testimonials on the website about how, you know, great their support is at names pro. Um, I, I couldn't testify to that. So at the end of the day, I went with Google It's a one point win triple overtime. Google advances next game. We've got the six seed Uniregistry. And they're going against the seven seed network solution. So Uniregistry, they're a big dog. They have a robust marketplace. They offer parking services. Um, there, it looks like to me their registration costs are you know a couple bucks above average, uh, but they are competitive. They do offer a tiered pricing structure. So if you have you know a uh, hundred or uh, Without okay, I'll look at it. I was being lazy. All right, so let's go back here. So right now, if you pay twelve dollars per month, um, then it's you can get a twenty percent discount on GTLDs and twenty five percent discount on CCTLDs and a five percent discount on premium um, domain uh, on premium domain names. Uh, so that's not bad. Um, you know, 144 bucks a year. But let me tell you something about being an entrepreneur. My experience is you kind of get nickel and dime to death. You know, FD, very affordable, but that's the thing. And then I have a, a social media thing, you know, and that's like, you know, 40 bucks a month. And then I have, so, so it's like you, you kind of get nickel and dimed. And, uh, you know, but enough on that. They do have a tiered pricing structure. They got free, uh, who is privacy or interested in that network solutions. Um, 
is the quote unquote the first domain registrar ever. Um, they have a very lightweight version of the marketplace um, where they have like a premium domains listing, and it looks like they also broker domains, uh, which also I think uh, Uniregistry does as well. Um, they do have like a link to uh, bid on expired domains, but that's that that link takes you to Namejet. I don't know how, what affiliation they have. Maybe you know, uh, excuse me, Network Solutions owns, owns Namejet, or maybe they're just an affiliate. I don't know. Um, privacy they offer it's a dollar ninety nine per month for per domain, so that's twenty four dollars a year. Why you would ever pay that if you had multiple domains and you wanted privacy is beyond me. Um, that is by far the, I think the highest price I've seen for, um, privacy. Um, so at the end of the day, you know, registry is going to win this one based upon privacy marketplace, um, parking and, and, uh, tiered pricing structure and so on and so forth. All right. So, you know, registry advances next game. We've got the, uh, East regional sweet 16 where the two seed hover.com is going to face the three seed epic.com. Uh, East regional, I think is probably the toughest region. Um, but hover starts us out with, um, uh, volume discounts on renewals. Um, you know, they did beat fabulous and uh, domain registry. Um, they did knock them out of the tournament. They do offer .coms for $12.99 and free, who is privacy. Um, you know, that's not bad. Uh, they, they even have like a tiered uh, pricing plan as well. They do not have a marketplace or other tooling uh, for investors. Epic, right? Everyone knows of uh, uh, Epic CEO and how they're involved in Names Pro and domain investing community. Um, they've got a ton of features. They've got a marketplace. They have a cool thing, which I hadn't noticed before, which is a build your own marketplace, which is similar to what FD offers, at least upon first glance. They offer pre-orders, back orders, escrow services, so on and so forth. This one, Epic knocks it out of the park. They're going to win and advance to the Elite Eight. Next matchup, we've got Hexonet. Uh, and Namebright. So three seed Hexonet. Uh, they're so only them and Namespro have a non.com TLD. So they're one of those guys. Um, they knocked out domain.fr in the first round and the meta registry in the second round. Get their seat at the table here. They offer back ordering services, which feature a .com and .net drop list. Uh, they also offer domain, uh, aftermarket. I went, uh, and again, I can't tell if they offer privacy. That scares me as a, as a consumer. It scares me not from like, I, I, I don't really care about privacy. I don't have an opinion. If you like it, that's fine. If you don't, that's fine too. But to not have any indication of whether that's something you offer blows my mind. All right. Namebright, namebright.com. Um, they actually defeated Namecheap in the previous round. The the one seed in the East. I think they were on the one seed, yeah. Um, they they have a very nice marketplace. Um, 
they offer at quote unquote at cost registration. Um, they offer free who is privacy and a free domain history, which I thought was interesting. Um, there's a link to that in the article, the domain history. Um, and let's see, easy to transfer. You know, so I've had to transfer recently, and man, transferring shouldn't be that hard. I did note, and that's why I put that on here. Names, name bright looks like transfer is easy. GoDaddy, oh my goodness, good luck with that. It's very hard, especially if you want to transfer out. All right, so, and I say very hard in the sense that it should be easy. It should be select the domain, hit transfer. Boom. Be done with it, right? Fill out an email address, fill out a customer ID, what, whatever the required things are, and get on with it. I shouldn't have to dig eight levels into your website to find it. It's ridiculous. All right. All right. So I'm going to say this. Why don't have any domains registered with NameBright? I'm going to check them out. Um, so at the end of the day, how exactly do they match up? Um, NameBright, free who is privacy. That's transparency. I dig it. Uh, Hexanet's marketplace is nice. Uh, it is a slightly more uh, mature model, it looks like to me. Uh, they do offer Afternic and Cedo integration. And but Namebrite, Namebrite, <laughs> Namebrite uh, is a little bit cheaper. It looks like for registrations. Uh, however, they don't offer backorder service. And this one was close, man. It was close. It was a one-point game, Hexanet Advances. Uh, but I'm going to check out Namebright. Uh, and, and uh, you know, kudos. I think they did a great job knocking off Name.com. Um, but when I compared them to Hexanet, side-by-side, side, it looks like Hexanet's better. It's just my opinion. Let's move to the Midwest Regional Sweet 16. We're going to have the number one uh, seed Dynadot, and they're going against United Domains. That's UD.com. UD.com is the four seed. So Dynadot, I use them. They have a great web interface. Probably the best of the ones that I've seen or used. Um, they're, they're aftermarket. They include, you know, they have a marketplace, expired domain auction, user auction, back order auction. Uh, they have good support team. And again, I just can't say how how like easy their website is to use. It's not perfect, but it's easy. They also have a mo mobile app, which is very good. Um, let's see. So right now, Dynadot seven ninety nine for a .com TLD is pretty good and free domain privacy. United uh, Domains .com, their .com registrations. Uh, when I wrote the article. Couple days ago was twenty dollars and eighty cents per year. If you want who is privacy, you got to pay seven ninety nine a year on top of that. Uh, they don't have a marketplace or other services for uh, domain that might interest domain investors. So this one's easy blowout win for Dynadot. Dynadot will advance. Next one. This is a this was an interesting uh, matchup with save.com, sav.com, the 10 seed versus namepal.com. So let me go back. I want to look at the bracket. So save.com knocked off name.com. They were the number two seed in the Midwest. And before that, they beat joker.com. 
And then NamePal, the 11 seed, knocked off 101domain.com in the round of 32. And then they beat Drecknick.com in the first round. Um, so this is a 10 and 11 seed um, kind of advancing here. So it's 200 dogs. Only one will advance to face Donadot. Um, so save offers uh, offers a back ordering service, an auction platform, free who is privacy, and 695 for registrations currently. Uh, NamePal um, offers a expired and closeout domain auction platform. Um, they offer free who is privacy and their pricing is like, you know, eight ninety nine, which is about, uh, what at most places offer right now. So save man, I, I think they are in per points for great pricing right now. But f in my opinion, I think name pal had the better marketplace, the more mature marketplace in my estimate, in my estimation, I like their filtering. I like their searching. So, this is one Oh, I misread. So save.com, save.com has the better filtering, the better searching mechanisms. And and I chose them. It was close. It was a close guy and really what pushed save was they were a little bit cheaper, so I went with them 93 to 90. They will advance over NamePal. Save advancing to the Sweet 16. That brings us to the Elite 8. Alright, to the Elite 8. Here we are. So let's jump right into the Elite 8 right now. First round. One GoDaddy. The one seed GoDaddy versus Name Silo. You've heard me talk on GoDaddy. Listen, they've got, you know, after Nick integration, they've got expired marketplace, they've got uh, domain parking, uh, a, a back ordering service, a ton of stuff, right? Drawbacks, you've heard me talk about that um you know they've got some ways to go in in improving their user interface and maybe i'll talk about that at, after i get done breaking uh godaddy or at the end of this segment because godaddy is driving me insane right now name sale name silo they offer competitive pricing so if i look at their pricing right now i'm just gonna open that guy up so dot com 899 right like that seems to be the kind of default go-to right now they do have a marketplace. It's less mature and less active than GoDaddy. Um, they do offer some filtering, but it's not great. And actually, GoDaddy, <laughs> if you can log into the website and get to the thing you want to see, their filtering uh, and searching is actually really nice on their auction platform. Um, Name Silo also offers privacy, but it's a premium free. Get down at it. Name Silo doesn't have, in my opinion, based upon what I've seen, I think GoDaddy beats Name Silo and advances to the Final Four. Some of y'all may not like that. I'm not sure I even like it. I have fought with GoDaddy for like an hour and a half this morning, just making some DNS changes, just some simple stuff, and it's so incredibly hard. And so let me just talk about that for a minute. Listen. 
I'm almost to the point that I'm going to start transferring domain names that are not close to expiring. I'm willing to pay for it because they're costing my time. And my time is more important than saving a $9, $7 transfer fee. I think Dynadot or something has like a 7 buck transfer fee. It'll renew it for a year, and I'm almost at that point. All right, so that's, that's why I wanted to say and get off my chest. But the next game is going to be the one seed domains.google.com. They're going to be going against the six seed Uniregistry. All right. So Google, good domain registrar, great UI, uh, good pricing, good web platform. Um, but they barely beat namespro.ca. And that's no offense to namespro.ca. I think there's a fine domain, small domain registrar. But listen, they're facing Uniregistry, right? Uniregistry, everyone knows, acquired by GoDaddy. They have a ton of tools. Marketplace, parking, tiered pricing structure. Just for starters, Uniregistry easily, they're going to blow out Google on this one. All right, so Uniregistry will advance to the Final Four where they will face GoDaddy. Next game, the three-seed Hexonet.net versus Epic. So... Let me look at this. All right. Hexanet, they beat Namebright in the Sweet 16. Um, Namebright had just beaten the number one seed in the, in the bracket. So that was interesting to me. So, you know, you got these these matchups. Somehow the way the bracket is, has wound up, you've got what's happening is the you've got the big seeds losing, and then the guy who beat the big seed loses in the next round, just in a one-versus-one matchup. Um, and that's that's the way March Madness is, folks. Um, so like I mentioned before, they've got a daily .com and .net drop list. They've got an aftermarket. I try to use it. It's not incredibly intuitive. Um, Epic, they have a marketplace, escrow, domain parking. That's just three things, and that just beats Hexanet by itself. That's just the tip of the iceberg for, for Epic. And this is going to be a blowout. Epic walks away from this game easily. And I've got the final score. If I put them, if you haven't read my articles, I put the final score on all of them. I don't know. Just come up with it. So, uh, but Epic, you know, they're going to win by like 15 points. All right. Last game. Who of these two will advance to the final four? We got Dynadot versus, versus Save.com. So I just talked about Dynadot. Everyone knows. Expired options. User options. Marketplace. Great UI. Back ordering. Uh, back order auctions. Their pricing is like they're they're knocking the socks off with the pricing right now, and it comes with free privacy. They even have this thing. I just saw this, a thing called Grace Deletions. So, Grace Deletions, and this is what it says on the website: Change your mind about the domain about the domain. Let me start over. Change your mind about the domain name that you registered. We offer domain grace deletions, allowing you to return your domain. Dynadot is proud to support domain tasting by offering domain grace deletions. Domain tasting allows you to try out a domain name, often to test its traffic, before deciding to keep it because we offer domain grace deletions. You can register many domains and then only keep the ones you want. For the domains you don't want, to return, simply submit grace release. So how does it work? Uh, let's see. There's a grace period.com. For example, the grace period is 118 hours. 
The deletions fee is ten dollars. Um, so how does it work? It says most grace deletions are processed within a few minutes unless we're at maximum deletion rate. Um, I'm a little bit confused. What's the rate? This rate is based on how many domains we registered per month versus the number of domains we grace delete per year. Okay, so this is like how many people register the domain and then end up deleting it. So this is interesting stats they have here. So check this out. .co is at 10%. So that means one out of every 10 customers end up, ends up grace deleting their domain. Um, and for perspective, .com is uh, just under 5%. Um, what other ones are high here? .info, .biz, .in is 9.69. Um, wow, .mx is 17.87%. Um, let's see if there's any other ones. Wish I could sort by this. They do have, oh, here's one. Uh, .net.co and .nom.co is 10%. You know, a lot of these CC TLDs are, looks like, all right. Actually, that's not the right word. CCTLDs. There's another word for them, like internationalized um, GTLDs or something is what they're called. But that's that's very interesting. And, uh, you know, as a domain investor, imagine you can go to Dynadot, you can register, you know, 20 domain names at a time or however many you want to. You can look at the traffic on them. If the traffic's not there, you submit them for deletion. Uh, I don't know if I would do that. <laughs> But that's, um, you know, certainly I think Rick uh, Rick Schwartz says traffic is king, right? And and he's probably right there. Traffic determines the value. So so that's that's a cool uh, tool they offer. All right, save. Um, they've been a Cinderella. They're a 10 seed. They're facing the number one. The number two is the number one seed in the bracket, but they're the number two overall seed. All right. Um, they've knocked off higher seeds each round of defeating the seven seed Joker, two seed name.com. And then last, uh, just a few minutes ago, they beat NamePal, the 11 seed. But now they're playing, you know, they're playing by all the big boys now. They do have an auction platform. They have a quote unquote no fee back order service. So I'm guessing you place the back order, but then they don't charge the fee until you win it. They've got, you know, they've won those games based upon transparency, services, and price. But listen, man, they ran into a buzzsaw with Dynadot. Dynadot is hot, hot, hot right now. Dynadot wins this game. So that means, and you ought to check out the bracket. It's very cool. Um, so that means in the final four coming up, we're going to have GoDaddy versus Uniregistry. All right. And the winner of that, those will be going to the championship. And then you're going to have Epic versus Dynadot. That's a powerhouse matchup, right? Both of those are powerhouse matchups. And I don't know how it's going to go yet. You know, if you have feedback, I'd love to hear. Tweet at me. Email me. Love to hear how you think it should go. What your experiences are with them. Um, but that's going to be a powerhouse. I'm really going to have to break that down in depth. All right. So I'll link, all, link to all that in my show notes. You can check it out. 
I want to talk about a few new domain acquisitions I have. Um, I bought a couple of them on Names Pro. Uh, on Name Pro, what what am I saying right now? So here's the problem: NamesPro.ca is a domain registrar. NamePros.com is the uh, platform uh, for. Uh, Domain investors. Anyways. Um, so, where was that? So, I bought a couple of them just off folks. They're, they're not big domains, but I bought... Um, actually, uh, so the first one is... I think I bought it from Expired. It's portablefarming.com. Uh, it's very cool. Um, I actually tweeted at um, Domain uh, Domain Shane from dsad.com. I was like, hey, I'm surprised you didn't make a bid on this or weren't interested. And then he kind of brashly commented back, I've been in this business for 50 years and this is junk. I would never buy it. But my thinking, <laughs> which kind of set me back, but my thinking when I, when I got the domain, two things is, um, the first one is I did a... Uh, all-in title search on Google, and there was like 50,000, you know, 40,000, 50,000 results. And then I went to Uber Suggest and saw that there were like 40,000 searches, a de- uh, 40,000 searches on that keyword and a month. And that that's a lot, right? And not only that, the name, I think, is conducive to some future use, you know, in a world where apartment living or tiny house living if you have a farm and you know a farm think of a like an herbal an herb farm in a tub it's portable farming imagine sell you could sell and anymore when i buy domains i think would i build a domain on that so or would i build a website on that and sell things so imagine selling you know like bathtub size farms essentially right and you could ship them out and they would have everything planted in them. They would have the seeds in them. They would have, you know, the proper soil. They would have instructions on, you know, how much water to give everything and how to take care of them. And then you could just, like, set it on your patio or your uh, porch or whatever outdoor space you have. Or maybe a windowsill where you could do smaller ones. Uh, so portablefarming.com, I think that's cool. And I think that as we move to um, more urban living right we're in an urban living situation i think with covid19 people are going to be looking at growing their own food and i think that might be an option second one i'm really excited about i like cats if you don't know me i like cats so people at work they poke at me a little bit about it but hey so i bought this cool domain designercats.com um so i want to tell you about this so let's see if i can find it <laughs> so i was discussing this with a coworker. And he he pointed me to uh, this really cool thing. So let me find it here. He pointed me to this website that blew my mind. All right. I've got to find it. It will blow your mind, too. All right. So not ki- I'm, I don't know if it'll blow your mind, but it, it blew my mind. Uh, where's it at? I'm so close. Almost there. Oh, oh, oh. I have to, I have to go. Oh, here it is. So go to, 
CryptoKitties.co. That's C-R-Y-P-T-O-K-I-T-T-I-E-S dot C-O. This website blew my mind. It's like you can buy... <laughs> you can design your own cats, and you buy and sell them uh, with cryptocurrency. And I think it's... Uh, Ethereum or whatever that's called. I'm not. I'm not a big cryptocurrency guy. But check out this website. It it blows my mind. So they have like, I don't know, cats you can buy for ten thousand bucks. What? What? Check out the website. It will it will blow your mind. And then I bought. So I own um, Bewitched.io. I have no idea why I never checked, but I got a wild hair. Is Bewitched.io? Is that registered? Bewitch is a word too. B e w i t c h. It is a word. Has never been registered. I hadn't registered it. That's crazy. All right. And then the last one was a whoopsie. Um. So I, <laughs> I went to park park dot io. That it, that's a uh, kind of new GTLD uh, auction uh, marketplace. Park dot io. And I thought I was buying. I was very excited about it. I won it. I got a great price on it. Orca.io. But guess what? It's not Orca. It's the the number zero plus RCA. So now I own zeroRCA.com. Man. So if you want to buy that, make me an offer. Make me an offer. <laughs> zeroRCA.com. The main investors, people. Guys, we make mistakes, right? All right, so the last thing. This has been a really long... I'm like 53 minutes into this podcast. All right, so the last thing I wanted to talk about was coping during COVID-19. So, um, you know, my house is not that big. It's like, you know... So, well, so let me say I'm I'm thankful and blessed, but it's not a huge house that I live in. Um, and I have, you know, it's me and my wife and I have four boys. Two of them are teenagers. One of them's 10 and the last one's a toddler. And they have been out of school for, I don't know, eight years now. Um, I'm working from home. I love it. Working from home was great. My wife works evenings. Used to, she would, or excuse me, she works midnights, uh, a few days a week. So what she would normally do is come home. The kids would be in school and she could get a few hours of rest and be fine. Uh, so she would arrive home at like 8 in the morning. The kids would be at school. She could sleep, you know, get several hours of rest and be okay. But now it's she gets home. I'm working from home and at my office here. The kids are not in school. Uh, the, to- the toddler, we used to have a sitter for him. But we're, uh, you know, obviously we're isolating, right? So he's not going over there. And it's just been madness. Then my kids think that they can just stay up all the time. Like they're thinking, this is summertime. We're out of school. Why do I need to do chores? Why do I need to do my homework? Why? I'm not even going to school. Can I just stay up till 3 a.m. and sleep till 3 p.m. the next day? And a lot of that has to do with technology, right? Like my teenagers, they have iPhones. They have um, computers. Uh, and, uh, and, you know, Xboxes and Switch and, you know, all this stuff that, by the way, I never had growing up, um, which I always thought was stunk. Uh, so when I was growing up, 
Um, we didn't have a lot of money. Um, so like I would go over to my friend's house that had like a Nintendo, the, the like first Nintendo with cartridges and, uh, play that. I had one friend that had a PC and he had a, uh, this was pre windows. You had to load a floppy into it and you could play like flight simulator. That was awesome. I didn't have any of that stuff at home. My kids, they got all this stuff. So it's hard for me to manage. Uh, I want them to be able to to have access to these things and responsibly manage them. Because, listen, when they grow up, they're going to have to manage this stuff all by themselves. But it's not working. It's not working. It's been madness. So for the last while now, I've been talking about buying something to restrict that access and at a minimum be able to shut it off at a certain time. Because I would be, you know... The first person awake in the morning, my wife would get home, and then at some point, my children would wake up, and and then, you know, she would get them into their, their school routines and stuff, and then the kids thought they could just, you know, not help out, and they could just play Xbox at 1 o'clock in the afternoon, and it was just madness. So, I bought a Circle, so it's a Disney, it's a Disney product. Uh, I think if you Google Disney Circle, uh, you'll find it. I think I got like a second generation device. I think that's the latest one. I did buy it used on Amazon. It was like $98 or something. And it's been amazing. So basically, here's how the Circle does. So you hook up, you hook it up to your router. You take it out of the box. And it's got like picture instructions. It's the easiest thing I've ever had to hook up in my life. You hook it up to your router. You set up profiles so you can have like, and it detects all your smart devices. So anything that wants Wi-Fi. So that's your, if you have a smart TV, that's all your game consoles. That's, you know, uh, your computers, your laptops, your iPads, uh, all those things, right? It detects them. Then you create profiles. So you create a profile for your home. So that could be like, you could put your TVs. If you have smart TVs, you put that on there. Um, for me, what I did is I put my phone, uh, my wife's phone or my, my devices, my wife's devices and our like shared devices, which is like, you know, TV and smart devices, all those things on the home profile. Then I created the profile for each of my kids uh, the older ones, the toddler doesn't obviously have anything. Um, and if I'm smart about it, then he never will. <laughs> and then, uh, you create profiles for them. Then you move the selected devices to their profiles. And what you can do in their profile is, is you can set, uh, content limitations. So they have a group by age. So like, yeah, I don't remember the age group exactly but it's like 10 and under then it's like teenager then it's like adult then it's mature or something like that right so for the two teenagers out of 13 and 16 year old i set their profile to teen uh for the younger one i set him the kid and then i set their bedtimes so at bedtime i think for my for my 10 year old his wi-fi shuts off at at 10 p.m and um, I don't know if that's strict or not, but it is what it is, right? It's 10 p.m. That means 10 p.m. He's not, you know, and that means for him, he's not watching TV. He's not, you know, out in the yard <laughs> playing basketball. You know, he's, it's bedtime for him. 
for my 13 year old on the weekdays, it's 11 p.m. Um, and that's only, I'm not going to justify to you what I need to do as a parent. All right. Anyways, so for, <laughs> he's 13. So his, his is at 11 on school nights. And then my 16 year old, his is at midnight on school nights. Um, and so there's one caveat to all this. So for devices that have data, like their their phones, they have cell phones and they're, they're, well, by the nature of that word, they're hooked up to cellular tower, which has data, right? So it's not just Wi-Fi. So I can turn those off on Wi-Fi, but now I have to manage their data. So the way Circle handles that is you got to download the Circle app. And what it does for your devices. And, and so anyways, you have to download the circle app and sync it with the parental circle app. So when you, I have to physically take their devices and I have to go set up, you know, there's like a, uh, when you open the app, it says set this up as a parent device or set this up as a kid device. So you select kid and then it syncs with the parent device and how it works is it creates like a VPN for all your, um, devices and uh so it creates a vpn on the on the um on their phones and and on the devices that you have it selected to monitor cuz you cuz on the my home devices it's not monitored right it's not set up at all so like on my computers and stuff then it doesn't it's not even working um now i will tell you that man the first week of that and i've only this is like day 10 so the first week of that was a struggle um kids were upset because they couldn't be up all night, uh, you know, and, uh, they were kind of complaining about the content blocker. My 10 year old was like, I can't even watch YouTube. And I'm like, that's because there's cussing in there or whatever. Right? Like the, the reality is, is when you're 10 years old, you don't need access to watch all these grown men playing video games for a living. That's and, and saying, talking the way they do, right? Like, mostly it's okay, I don't mind it, but sometimes it gets a little bit overboard, right? But for the most part, he can do and see everything he wants to. What he can't do is go to the sites that, or go see things that he uh, most likely should not. And and that's not to say, listen, I work in technology, I understand how this works. They can bypass it. Uh, if they knew how to, they could... Um, potentially go go and see other, you know, graphic content and and stuff. There's there's ways around this, right? But you got to put in your best foot forward. And for me, uh, really, the Disney Circle moving into like the second or third week or however long, I got to get a drink. Hold on, I've been talking too long. But moving into the second or third week of using the Disney circle has really been awesome. And if you have kids and you have devices and you're trying to manage that stuff, this will make your life a little bit easier. I can recommend it. All right. And that's it. Um, I would like to say that, um, if you're enjoying the podcast, um, you know, tell someone about it. Um, I'm trying to build it up. Um, if you're looking for web hosting, I can't recommend SiteGround high enough. Um, SiteGround.com forward slash go forward slash Jason of Florida. You can go there right now, three months for 99 cents. Uh, and that was in response to the COVID-19. They're trying to help folks that are maybe looking for alternative streams of income. And good luck. Uh, 
stay healthy, and I'll talk to you all soon. Bye.